What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Sitting Ringside. I'm your host, Robert Villa. And with me, my homie, David Rodriguez. He is filling in for Arlo Jumper. How's it going, brother? Good, good, Robert. Always a pleasure to be on with you. Uh, shout out to Rudy. Always taking care of business. Uh, Arlo, he'll be back on the next one, but always happy to be here. Got a great show ahead. Hell yeah, man. Thanks a lot for uh, joining me tonight. And just like yeah. you said, you know, Arlo's out uh, taking care of some business. Uh, he is actually going to be pretty busy this weekend, starting tonight. Um, he's at the airport picking up a a, a celebrity, I guess you can call him, a boxer. Um, he's actually going to be covering the LLU Celebrity Health and Fitness Expo, uh, which is a three-day event starting tomorrow. So he'll be covering that for the next three days, man. So hopefully we can get some some good, uh, you know, results on the event, some some recaps, some uh, interviews. Um, he's going to be hanging out with a bunch of uh, uh, high-profile boxers, man. So um, that's going to be pretty pretty interesting to uh, to cover. You know, it's an it's an expo. So um, as far as I know, I think that uh, Five Book MMA is the only uh, media that's going to be there um, to cover that event. Yeah, that's awesome. Arlo always taking care of business out there. And if he's missing the show, he's yeah, that's what exactly what he's doing. So we'll we'll catch up with him on the next one. And I'm sure he'll be watching this episode as well. Hell yeah. Mm. Well, like you said, man, we got a good uh good show today. Um we're gonna be recapping the main and co-main of the uh USC on uh, ESPN plus seventeen. Um or no, was it seventeen or eighteen? Can't remember. I think it was eighteen. Um, and then also we're going to talk about the uh, main and co-main of UFC 243, which is taking place this Saturday. Uh, yeah. It's a good card. I mean, I'm pretty, you know, stoked about it. Um, I'm more interested in the main and co-main. I mean, the rest of the guys I really don't know just because they're from, uh, you know, overseas. So I don't know. Got to got to keep an eye on these guys now. <laughs> Yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, with Holly dropping off the card, I mean, we know Holly went down there and history was made when she fought Ronda. Um, you know, one of the biggest crowds that the UFC's had live. Um, they're expecting this one to be, you know, break the live gate, um, which I, I assume it will. I mean, Adesanya has a big following. I mean, not being from New Zealand, but he's lived there for so long. He's got a great following. He's a superstar. Uh, Whitaker, you know, just the undisputed champ and this unification <clears throat> title fight is totally necessary. And I'm glad it's it, everything has fallen through. Uh, minus the Holly fight, but I'm looking forward to seeing this title fight for sure. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. And then also we're going to have an awesome guest tonight, uh, Alon Cruz, um, a badass in the cage. Um, I know everybody remembers him from the Contender Series, dropping that badass knee. Um, you know, that knee was heard around the whole uh, combat sports media world. Um, so it's going to be um, awesome to uh, talk to him, see what he's up to. Um, why he got into MMA and how he got called into the contender series and, uh, you know, see, you know, the backstory of him and what he likes to do outside of the MMA world um, and possibly maybe drop uh, some news on us, you know, see if we're, he's got something lined up. Uh, you just never know, man. I mean, he could be, he could say something tonight. He may not, he might give us a hint, who knows, but uh, it's going to be pretty exciting to talk to him. And then uh, 
Also, we'll just finish out the show talking about uh, the event that I covered and the one that you covered over the weekend. So um, pretty, pretty packed uh, show tonight. Yeah, yeah. It's all, all right, man. Yeah, it's great to have a lot of stuff to talk about, especially events that we've covered here in New Mexico and, you know, going and you know, talking to a long cruise, uh, you know, Florida guy, uh, fantastic addition to the, you know, the featherweight division. So looking forward to get chatting with him and yeah, recapping everything that that was uh, the weekend that was this past weekend. Very busy. Mm -hmm. Very busy, man. Um, so let's go ahead and start off with the uh, Mark Madsen uh, fight. Uh, that was a pretty uh, interesting fight, man. That that Mark guy came in ready. I mean, he was flexing. He was fired up and uh, ready to, you know, take care of business, man. What did you think about that fight? Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, I mean, going into the fight, he had a big following. I mean, we even seen earlier in the night uh, just how the crowd was supporting their, uh, you know, the crowd, I mean, the local fighters there. I mean, they usually, pretty, they get it pretty big um this event i mean kind of low-key i mean for the hardcore fans i mean the timing that it took place at i mean i had to rewatch it uh, later in the evening due to uh, travels uh, back from covering the event in clovis but yeah madsen coming in undefeated uh he's a hero out there um coming in with a lot of momentum so uh it was it was proper matchmaking i mean having him on as a co-main uh there uh you know with the adding to the cannoneer fight but it was it was a great matchup um, like I said, I had to recap it, rewatch re it, but um, definitely a great, a great scrap, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he's doing next in the cage. Yeah, man. I mean, it was pretty. Um, it was a pretty cool fight. I mean, uh, even though it only lasted a minute and twelve seconds. Yeah. But uh, uh, you know, he he he's an Olympic wrestler, so um, I mean, he used his wrestling. Uh, he took down uh, Danilo. Um, you know. It, it it was an easy takedown that he did and just dropping those bombs man those those elbows and those punches and uh you know that's uh the ref saw enough stopped the fight you know mark just being the the guy that he is you know in the, the mkg interview he was just pretty he was pretty low-key man for for winning that fight but you know it's uh it's pretty cool. I, I I really enjoyed the fight, even though it was really short and it only went to the first round. Um, but yeah, man, like you said, it's it's gonna be fun watching him uh, take care of business in the in the cage and uh, see who they put him uh, next. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, because like I said earlier in the night, was crowd was getting live. Uh, you know, during the Alex Oliveira fight, I mean, they they really were getting up, getting live. Uh, very exciting matchup there, uh, the Cowboy fight earlier in the night. Um, so, yeah, upon rewatching everything, uh, uh, prelims, everything involved, I mean, I like to rewatch every single fight. So I enjoyed uh, that one most of the night because it did, you know, go the, the distance, of course. And uh, the two, the co-main and uh, main, you know, the ending early, um, some impressive performances there. Um, yeah, important a fight at 205, which, you know, that fight didn't last long at all. But some exciting matchups, especially on the main card. Uh, the uh, beginning of the card, I think, was pretty exciting too. But um, yeah, more more or less, the the main card did deliver. Yeah, you know, the one fight that I, that I remember too was the uh, OSP fight. Um, oh, yeah. You know, he uh, just knowing how he fights and and what he brings to the table. You know, I was assuming that he was going to come in, you know, just attacking and uh, you know bringing that fire, that, that, that entertaining, uh, striking that he has, but I don't know, man, like for some reason, the first round, he just seemed really like, 
slow, you know, I don't know if it was because he just didn't train enough or where he was fighting or I don't know what, what was going on, but it just, it, he just seemed really slow. I mean, I don't know if you caught that when you saw the, the fight in the first round. Um, I mean, uh, McCall was just bringing it to him man. he was landing them strikes. Um, I believe at one point he was hurting him too. Um, but I don't know. What would you think about that one? Yeah, OSP, he's had performances like that before where he tends to maybe start out a little bit slow, uh, get a feel for his opponent, maybe gets cracked, takes a couple shots up against the cage. But, I mean, him ending the fight the way he did, I mean, he's known for these Von Flew chokes. He's perfected that. I mean, there's nobody else that's ever going to, you know, uh, accomplish that in the cage, uh, how many that he has against, you know, high-level opponents in the UFC. So, yeah, OSP, I mean, people forget, you know, the guy went five rounds with Johnny Bones. Um, he's fought, you know, top guys in this division. So, if yeah, mm -hmm. seeing him finish the way it did, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised. But then again, that early, that first round was, you know, he, he did, did, he was hurt at some point. But I mean, you know, mid rounds, I mean, fights change, uh, game plans change, you make the adjustments. So, OSP planned to, you know, get the fight to the mat and take him out that way, which he, he did so. Yeah. Um, you know, when I, when I was watching the fight, I was just thinking maybe it was just a weight cut because he looked huge coming into this fight, man. Yeah. So I don't know if it was just the, the the weight cut that you know, like you said, he started off really slow. Um, I don't know, man. But good for him that he won. I mean, he won with that submission, which, like you said, you know, he's known for that and he's perfected it. And uh, you know, it's it's just uh, another win for him. Um, hopefully, you know, he can. Um, did didn't he say that he had a good weight cut though when he uh, during the in cage interview? I don't remember yeah. if uh... – Yeah, and I agree. He did look huge. He looked in real – like in fantastic shape. I mean, he usually does, but, I mean, the guy just goes in there. And, I mean, when you think you have him out of there, he's more than capable of, you know, getting in the clinch, dragging you to the mat. Uh, if he gets a hold of you, gets on top, I mean, it's hard to stop that guy once he gets on top of you. So, especially when he gets mm -hmm. hold of that arm, I mean, he's very skilled there. So, in any type of fight, uh, OSP against whoever it may be in that division, um, he's proven time and time again that he's more than capable of subbing out the best in the world. So uh, great show of uh, talent on his side because, yeah, OSP's still there. A couple more wins, he might, you know, he's still up there. I mean, 205 is really slim. A um, couple more wins, he might be up there in a high-profile bout, maybe a, a fight night uh, main event as well. Yeah, man. And then that Khalil Roundtree too, man. Um from his last performance, I mean, he was killing it with that Muay Thai. And I know that he's wanting to bring Muay Thai into the cage. Um, and when he fought the, uh, uh, you know, in, in his last fight, man, I was freaking impressed with uh, his skills. Um, he was bringing it. And I guess Ian Kuntabella just, you know, saw his number and, and, uh, was able to, to to win, you know, in the first round. So um, good job to him too for for winning uh, that fight against uh, Roundtree because Roundtree's a badass dude. Yeah, he's a brawler. Uh, Laba. I mean, I remember first him coming in the scene, uh, coming in in Hulk paint, you know, to the fight way in. Like, <laughs> That's really, right. Uh... He, he had a lot of momentum. <laughs> I mean, his fights are usually pretty violent. Um, he gets after it pretty quick. He's a fast starter. So, um, yeah, once he got on mount and started laying those vicious elbows down, I mean, I, I think I caught it at uh, Christopher Cook's house uh, when the fight was going on uh, at that time. So it was, uh, yeah, I mean, Kudalaba, 
he's taken some L's, but he's fought some tough competition. So mm-hmm. getting that first round win, I'm sure he's pleased with that, uh, especially, you know, where the location of the card was. He's got a you know pretty good support out there, too. So he delivered. Uh, it was pretty violent, violent ending to that fight. So good stoppage there. Uh, credit to Q to Lava on that win. Yes, sir. You know, coming in with this win against Khalil, you know, that's just going to elevate him even more. It's going to, you know, keep him uh, happy, you know, because he won that fight and get that momentum, keep, you know, have that momentum going to keep winning. So uh, good job to him, man. Now the uh, main event, dude. I mean, that fight was just dope. You know, the first round, both guys were just going at it. I mean, it was, it was, uh, you know, it was, it, it was just fun. It was fun to watch. Um, what'd you think, man? What was your, what was your thoughts on that first, uh, on the main event on the first round? Yeah, the first round was wild. I mean, Jack Hermanson, I mean, I don't know if you guys seen it when he, uh, I think they did an interview with him and Tyron Woodley, uh, with Karen Bryant. I mean, the guy standing next to Tyron Woodley, he's monster, you know what I mean? <laughs> Ty- Tyron Woodley's a big guy too possibly 200 pounder himself, but Hermanson is just a monster, uh, big support out there. I mean, he was headlining this card for a reason. Uh, Jared Cannonier, I mean, coming off that win over uh, Anderson Silva, I mean, that's a big mm-hmm. momentum. That's a big, big feather in your cap when you defeat a Anderson Silva, um, no matter what the age is. Anderson's a legend. Um, that fight, you know, ended up being a injury, I believe, to Silva's knee. Um, I yep. think they interviewed it and he was questioned about it. And it's like, it, it's part of the fight game. It happens. It's not intentional, but, uh, yeah, getting that win over Silva just really like you know like that that put him in the right position, the right mind right mindset, beating a legend like that, carrying that momentum over to this fight, and um, just making it happen. I mean, shoot, taking somebody out there and you know their home country and a lot of that, and then the support, the way that the crowd was going live for him to win like that. That's those those are some of the most the best wins possible I, I can feel for a fighter when that does happen. You know what I mean? Hell yeah, man! Yeah. You know, and then that uppercut. I mean, he placed that uppercut perfect. And, uh, you know, that's one thing that uh, me and Arlo were always talk about, you know, when the when these wrestlers come in, they're always come in with their head and their, their forward, you know what I mean? Or they'll come in with their with the lean. And that just gives you that opening for either that nice uppercut or a hook. And that's what Jack did. He came in, he was going to try to take him down. And Jerry just came and just landed that uppercut clean. Um, that was awesome. I like that uppercut win, man. It was pretty cool. So kudos to Jared, man. And, uh, I don't know who, who's, you know, they'll put him up next. Um, like you said, you know, he's, he's beat the legend of, uh, you know, the spider. Um, now he won Jack. So let's see, let's see what, uh, what, what comes next for him, man. Yeah. Who do you think he should fight next? Yeah, with the three-fight winning streak, I think his losses last were to, uh, I think Dominic Reyes beat him, and he lost to uh, Jan Blakowicz. And we know both of those guys are are studs, too. And Blakowicz, they even had him possibly matched up to fight John Jones, you know. So um, three-fight winning streak in the 205 division. I mean, this card was kind of geared towards that division with a couple matchups. But, yeah, uh, I don't know. Cannoneer, he's up there. He's always going to fight the best. I mean, where he's at now, um, headlining an event like that, winning in impressive fashion. Um, he's going to get a good fight. Um, it's probably going to be a main event, if not on a big card, a co-main. Um, yeah, it's interesting to see who they do match him up with. Because uh, right now, at three-fight streak, there's not many guys at 205 that got a three-fight winning streak right now. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at the rankings, and, you know, they have him at number five. 
So, right yeah, and, on, you know, next to him is uh, Cal, uh, Calvin Gastelum and then you are Romero. So, dude, if he fights uh, Kevin, that's going to be a, a good fight. But I feel bad for Calvin Gastelum, man, because awesome. Jared is just a monster. Yeah, it's well, can I mean that's, that's it's a streak that he's on now. He's got to keep it going. Um, he's probably going to want to try to fight maybe before the year's out. There's still time. So fights that are happening right now, late September, early October, still leaves room for you know. There's guys that we've seen compete uh, on that same card, like Lando Venata was saying he wants to get back in there before the year's out. You know, taking a loss like he did. But I believe uh, we will definitely see uh, Jared Cannonier in the cage before the year's out. Absolutely. Hell yeah, man! I hope so. I hope so, um, because he deserves. Um, you know, let, let's just see what the, what the UFC has next, uh, in store for him, man. All right, man. So, uh, UFC 243. Or 44. Um, the 244? Yeah, 44. Hmm. Uh, it's 243. Yeah, it's 243. Ah, okay. <laughs> Come on, you, Sorry. you're second, Sorry. Make, making me second guess, punk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there's too many events uh, happening in one weekend, so. <laughs> like, man, uh, trying to make me feel I can't count. <laughs> I did finish yeah, high yeah. school, David. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's funny. Um, so yeah, UFC 243. Um, we have uh, co-maining is that AI or Al Quinta against uh, Daniel Hooker, and then we have Robert Whitaker versus Israel Adesanya. So, um, what do you think about the co-main event, brother? Yeah, let's start there. I mean, that's uh, the co-main that replaces the Holly Holm fight. Um, but uh, yep. Dan Hooker, Israel Adesanya, they run a gym down there. They got a lot. They had a big following. Uh, Dan Hooker was on quite the streak at lightweight. Um, this is probably going to be one of his tougher fights here, as uh, I think he's probably ranked like 10 or so, and Iaquinta's still top five, number six or so. But Iaquinta's been in there with Khabib. Uh, he's been in wars. He's fought, you know, Kevin Lee. He's had great matchups, great matchmaking for him, period. As, as any single fight uh, I've watched, Ray Janelle has always been exciting. Uh, Daniel Hooker is an impressive guy. He's very skilled. Um, I mean, in a three-round fight, I mean, if it was five, it'd be a little bit different. But I think in a five, a three-round fight, I think it's going to be tough to get Al out of there via, you know, a submission or a KO. I think this may be a, a hard-fought decision on either side. Daniel Hooker's got a big support down there. Um, I think Ray Janelle may push the pressure and you know, get and get after it early, and um, I think he needs to get a a, a big win here in in Australia. I think Ray Janelle gets it done. So, what what? So, your prediction is for Ray Janelle um, by decision, or yeah, I think it'll be. Are... I think it'll be a great fight, competitive fight. I think Daniel Hooker is going to okay. be there to to hang in there, and um, yeah, Ally Quinta. Uh, it's much, it's almost a must-win for him. Um, he's not being as active as he used to be, but uh, I think he's just fought the best of the best. I mean, shoot, this is a fight where you know, come, going down there and taking out Dan Hooker, uh, big-time win for him. So I think I, I see it happening. It's going to be hard fought, maybe a close, you know, uh, split decision. But I see uh, I Quinta get the job done. Yeah, my, me too, man. I, I think uh, uh, Quinta is going to win this fight by uh, by decision. Um, probably by unanimous decision. Um, I mean, he's been in there with the best. 
Um, he, he lost his last fight against uh, uh, Donald Cerrone, um, but it was by decision. Um, and then he he won against uh, Kevin Lee before that. Lost against Diego's ass. Um, so yeah, he's he's been in there. He's been in, in there with the top guys. Um, and won a lot of these top guys too. So seeing how he's uh, won these fights by, you know, by KOs, by TKOs, by submission wins, I just see AI coming in and winning this fight. Um, Dan Hooker is no uh, slouch. Just like you said, he is another guy that's just coming in with um, a good win against James Vick. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you know, it, it's going to be a good fight. Um, both these guys are going to want to come in and probably end up fighting the first round um, because, like you said, it's only three rounds. So, you know, their their cardio should be on point for these three rounds. Um, but I still give the edge to, uh, you know, Al Quinta winning by decision. So that's my prediction for that. Um, so I guess uh, me and you are seeing eye to eye on that one. <laughs> yeah. I just think that Ally Quinta, I mean, just the guys that he's fought, the competition, um, still to be ranked where he's at, five or six. I mean, that shows a lot, you know, where the UFC holds. I mean, Ali Quinta's been in there with killers. So uh, this is probably going to mm-hmm. be one of the tougher fights for Hooker, even though he beat the brakes off of James Vick, who's a tough customer as well. <laughs> but I think uh, for sure he's going to have a – it's one of those things, though, when you fight the guys in their own backyard. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on them. Um, I, I mm-hmm. Most likely – most of the time I don't pick – a lot of the fighters, when it's in their hometown, it's it's very tough. We, we it hasn't like happened a whole lot as far as title fights, where you know it's just a lot of pressure. I mean, but uh, this is a big event. Uh, Dan Hooker's uh, you know best friend Israel Adesanya, a main event. He's going to want to deliver. Um, he may get in there and get in a firefight with Al. And if that does happen, I'm definitely favoring uh, Aya Quinta in uh, in every department. I mean, the wrestling, uh, the striking. I mean, Al's just super slick. Um, I like the way he moves. I mean, in the Khabib fight. Had he, uh, you know, did a little bit more, been a little bit more aggressive. I mean, he was he was getting after it, and that, that was a that was a fight that seemed like it happened ten years ago, but it is it was it wasn't that long ago. I mean, Khabib, I mm-hmm. mean, he had to go through Al to get to get to where he's at right now. So, uh, I Quinta, like I said, decision, hard fought decision win. Yep, totally agree with you, man. So now let's talk about the main event: Robert Whitaker versus Israel Adesanya. This is going to be an awesome fight, man. I mean, I'm glad yeah. that Robert's coming back. He's coming in healthy. Um, you know, he's been out for a while because of injuries. But uh, Israel has been on a tear, man. He's just been tearing up the division, beating everybody that's coming in, you know, his way. Um, yep. it, it's just, it's good. I don't know if it's going to last all five rounds. Um, I'm thinking maybe the middle of the fourth round somebody's going to get knocked out it's yeah this event's going to be big for australia they plan to break records uh yeah israel adesanya man i mean the undefeated 17 and 0 fighter i mean true killer i mean he's he's barely being you know recognized now as as such and this is the stage set for him to you know to taking out robert uh, whitaker down in australia i mean that's going to be you know what i mean when it pro- this could possibly be the best middleweight fight uh, for the title, 
that we'll ever see. You know what I mean? Based on the event, the records broke. Uh, but Robert Whitaker, man, he looks good looking at the, the pre-fight workouts. I mean, he's like, he looks like steel out there. So um, Adesanya, very deceiving style. I mean, he's just super slick. I mean, I've seen some of his fights where he's been pressured and uh, fighting off his back foot and, and the counter strikes. They're kind of questionable because uh, against Robert Whitaker, we know he gets after it really quick. He's a fast starter. Um, he's been in there with Yoel Romero, the man of steel twice, you know. So, I mean, Whitaker has been out for a while. Uh, this fight has kind of been brewing up for five, six months, and I'm glad that we're finally here. And it's the the headlining main event in Australia in their backyard, kind of like I think Adesanya actually predicted that this was going to happen. So credit to UFC matchmaking and that to you know get this fight together uh, location wise because Adesanya has just been wasting guys. And the fight with Calvin Gastelum was one of the best uh, middleweight fights that I've seen in a long time. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Calvin Gastelum, true killer too, and uh, he tested Adesanya and put him through hell. And uh, well earned, uh, well, well, uh, well credit to him for earning that title. But he's got to get through uh, Robert Whitaker to earn that undisputed title. And uh, it's going to be close. I think. Uh, I mean, I have Whitaker by decision. I think it's going to be a straight war. Um, I think it's going to be real interesting to see if Adesanya can get the uh, get his kicks in because I think Robert Whitaker has trouble with the inside leg kicks. He's real heavy on that fr front leg, and I think mm -hmm. maybe the high kick because uh, Adesanya is real slick. And I, I'm watching the uh, workout. It looks like he's working them kicks, and if he can catch uh, Whitaker, um, it's probably going to be a small window to put him away because the guy's just tougher than shit. But um, <laughs> I just think that there's going to be rounds where there's takedowns possibly. From Whitaker, I don't think I don't see Adesanya taking him down. Um, there's going to be interesting scrambles. There's going to be somebody getting rocked, uh, some knockdowns. I expect all that. And I uh, just got Robert Whitaker uh, retaining the title. Uh, just a big time fight uh, for the middleweight division. Uh, Bobby Knuckles retains the title. <laughs> Bobby Knuckles, yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, man, he's looking pretty good, man. That Robert Whitaker is looking good um he's he's looking like like i said man he's looking really healthy um those embeddeds too they've uh, been uh, you know how the embeddeds are but it's uh it's good to see robert back man i'm i'm really fan a good and i support him i i'm a fan of his um i'm a fan of israel as well i just don't know man i i just feel that uh, robert's just going to come in dude and just finish the fight um that's just my opinion. I mean, I'm sure everybody else is going to want to pick uh, Adesanya just because he's been uh, more active uh, right now and, you know, yeah. destroying everybody in the in the division. So, um, but, you know, Robert Redeker is number one for a reason. So uh, th it's going to be a good fight, man. I, I love it. I love the main. I love the co-main. Um, the rest of the card, man, I really don't uh, – I mean, other than Diago Lima and uh, – uh, Megan Anderson, but other than that, you know, it's going to be a good scrap with these guys. Um, you know, they're going to be fighting. Some of them are fighting in their hometown, so it's going to be a good night, man. A good night of fights. And do do keep in mind though, this middleweight title fight. Uh, whoever comes out on top, there's a guy named Paulo Costa that's going to be waiting for him. He's probably going to be instantly calling out whoever wins in that fight. We think whatever uh, way this fight does play out. The eraser's there. He's top-notch, too. He's also undefeated. So, say if Adesanya does get the job done, we've got two undefeated fighters uh, fighting for the middleweight title, possibly early 2020, depending on what happens. So, 
Yeah, Paulo Costa, true killer as well. Looking forward to seeing him compete against one of these guys after, you know, after Saturday. No matter who wins, Paulo Costa is a fucking beast. Yep. That that man is just Yeah, that's all I have to say. He's just a fucking beast. And I feel sorry for whoever comes out and wins because he's going to demolish one of these two guys. He's possibly the future champ, uh, but like I said, Adesanya holding that undefeated record, he's going to probably, you know, want to take Robert Whitaker to the gates of hell to to give up that undefeated <laughs> record. And I mean, shoot, it's we're we're in store for a fight that's like these fights don't happen very often. I mean, a lot of times mm-hmm. these matchups. I mean, I mean, it, especially these two guys, the pond location, Australian guys, New Zealand guys. So they're going to pack that place out. Hopefully they break the record. Um, like to, I mean, it's going to be probably the biggest crowd to to view a UFC event, and and that's something to be said. You know what I mean? Because it's happened in Australia once before. Holly was the main; she made history. So there may be history made here uh, this Saturday with Adesanya winning. But hey, Robert uh, Robert Whitaker is from there. I think Adesanya is uh, from. I mean, he's he's lived in New Zealand uh, for quite some time mm-hmm. now. But Whitaker can get it done in impressive fashion. Say a, a quick knockout. Oh, that place is going to go nuts. So, um, love to see oh, it happen bro, on either it, side. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. If he, if he comes in and knocks him out, it, that, that crowd is going to go freaking nuts. Yep. Um, it's just going to go. Yeah. That's why I want to pick him. Um, I pick him for that reason. And then because, you know, I, I just, I like Robert Whitaker. So, it's going to be a good matchup, man. Um, we should be getting uh, getting on cruise here in just a minute now. Um, and let's hope this main event doesn't end in an eye poke in four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Although we're going to see the rematch soon, so I, I'm definitely interested in seeing Yair and Stevens actually get a fight going. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, that's what we were talking about last week, me and Arlo. We're, you know... It, there's a huge discussion about the eye poke or whatever kind of eye poke it was, but um, yeah. to have a fight this fast, it's questionable what kind of injury he had on um, Jeremy Stevens had, yeah, because that's a quick turnaround, man. To to come back with with that kind of injury, you know, it's it's just nuts. It's unheard of. So we'll see. I just hope Yair comes in and. Uh, and wins, knocks him out. So that way I can start cheering Pantera all over yeah. social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have Alon Cruz jump on the show. I mean, he's added to that division. So later down the road, we could see a game up, up there with fighting the Jeremy Stevens of the world and the Yair Rodriguez's. So that'd be, be fantastic to see. Which Hell is yeah. It's just starting out. So uh, I'm anxious to talk with him. Heck yeah, man. How are we looking, Rudy? Uh, I invited him in. Uh, he hasn't joined, so. Mm, let's see. I don't have his information other than his email, so. Okay. Hold on, folks. I'm trying to get our guest on here. That's how it is when we do a a live show, you know what I mean? 
Well, happens. David, um, while we're while we're waiting, um, talk to us about uh, the Force of One event. I know you were there um, as part of media, but you were also there helping out, man. I mean, you were there in the trenches, um, you know, helping out uh, Eric Swan, you know, a good friend of Five Book MMA. Um, right. Talk to us about that about that event and and how you know everything that took place that night. Yes, sir. Shout out to Eric Swan, the Force of One MMA. Uh, put on a Force of One FC uh, 7. It took place this past Saturday, uh, Clovis, New Mexico. So uh, the event worked. It was it was fantastic. I mean, having Chris Cook there, uh, matchmaking, uh, his debut as a matchmaker. Uh, he's always been closely tied with Eric Swan in the gym and all their athletes there. Um, nine fights that took place. Um, our buddy Nico Nathan was the main event, uh, delivered a fantastic KO. Um, we had our guy Javier shooting shots. Uh, usually it's our guy Chris Cook, but... Javier, shout out to him too, uh, taking some world-class photos uh, for all the fighters there, which I know they enjoyed. Um, Eric Swan just put on a fantastic show. The venue was great. The turnout was great. Uh, the fights delivered. Um, everybody was pleased. Just nothing but uh, positive feedback uh, about Eric's shows. Uh, each and every time people have came out, it's just gotten better and better. And um, I was happy to be out there to help out with cage work, talk to the referees, talk to the commission. Uh, just be, like you said, in the trenches and helping out just any way I can. Um, there's a lot that goes into putting an event on as far as sponsorship, cage preparation, weigh-ins, photos, lighting. Um, there's so much that goes into it, but I was happy to be a part of it. Um, yeah, like I said, shout out to Eric Swan, Christopher Cook. If you're listening, if you're watching, yeah, great times as always. And you actually got a night off from uh, shooting sh uh, shots like you normally do. But we, uh, we made it happen. Great night in uh, Curry County. Um, uh, hopefully we'll be back soon enough, uh, put on another show down there and I can, I can be a part of it just again. Yeah, man. It's always fun to see, uh, um, hold on. It's always fun covering local events, man, especially when it's people that we know and they worked hard on, on bringing these events. Uh, um, it's, uh, you know, like me, I, I went and covered a Southwest MMA series, which uh, you know it was a good event. Um, it, there was a lot of a lot of fights, a lot of uh, finishes, man. I mean, it was crazy the amount of finishes that were on that fight. Um, but uh, you know, our friend uh, Josiah Reyes, you know, he uh, made his uh, pro debut. Um, so me and you, we've 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 been following him since King of the Cage. Um, you know, we've, we've seen him grow in the cage. We've seen him, you know, just get better and better, um, skills wise. And when he came in, dude, um, man, it, it just didn't seem like he was making his pro debut. Um, he came in, handled business and just, uh, you know, it was just awesome to watch, man. Um, his his boxing was just on point. His kickboxing was on point. Um, you know, Jesse Tafoya is, a, is another guy that's just you know that's that's growing into the sport as well. Um, yes. He's a good fighter, but I'm just telling you, man, if you were there, you would have been impressed to see Josiah just just uh, like I said, handle business in the cage. He was just uh, he was just dominating, man. He was dominating the entire fight. Um, it was just awesome, man. Um, and then the, uh, the main event, oh my God, bro. It was the, the, this Jalen dude, 
So they were going at it, right? And then next thing you know, Jalen just like he clinched and just hit him. Like, man, it, it just, it, you can hear it throughout the entire arena. It was just awesome. He hit him so hard that he landed on the ground and he was out. But obviously, you know, it's not over until the ref says it's over. Dude, he was just dropping some bombs on his face. When he finally came to, his uh, left eye was bloodshot. Um, I'm thinking that he might have busted a bone or something, but... Orbital bone. Yeah. It was crazy. It was a crazy... Yeah, it was a crazy, crazy fight. Um, but yeah, and man, it was, found- it was a good, uh, good fight. Yeah, and I found out about the event, like, uh, talked with, uh, it's good to catch up with Joel Ojeda, too, who's also a referee, friend of ours, friend of Fightbook MMA. He was officiating down in Clovis. Uh, we were talking, or he was talking with uh, Joe Coca, who was officiating the event you were covering. So we were getting word throughout the night uh-huh. what was going on up north. So uh, we heard some fantastic fights went down up there, and they kind of, they wanted to know definitely what was going on in Clovis, because, yeah, it was, it was a great night on both sides. You were up north, I was down south. Um, Fightbook MMA is everywhere these days. So, but in the state of New Mexico, when it's you and I, Christopher Cook, when we cover these events, we're just we're there for the fighters to take fantastic world class photos, uh, do the write ups, uh, push out these fighters' names. Guys like you said, like Josiah Reyes, who's definitely on the rise. Uh, like our buddy Nico Nathan getting a solid win uh, in the you know as a pro. Um, there's there's some guys that made a lot of connections. There was a title fight that night. Eric Montoya uh, became the you know it's it's going to be his pro debut uh, here soon. He's the amateur uh, force of one champion at 135. So there was a lot of talent that I seen that I hadn't uh, witnessed uh, cage side because some of these guys like Josiah Reyes, I've never missed a single fight of theirs in their career. Uh, but I'm glad you were there um, on both sides. We were we were taking care of business. So um, it was a busy weekend. Bellator, two shows. We were covering two shows, the UFC. So mm-hmm. it was one of those mm-hmm. weekends. So. Yeah, it was a busy weekend. Um, it was a fun weekend. I mean, it's... Like I said, I, I love covering local MMA, man. It's just my favorite. I just love watching these amateurs grow, watching them, you know, make their their MMA debut, and then just seeing them progress as they go, making their pro debut. Um, it's fun, man. It's it's always fun to watch. Um, but yeah, man, it's we're we're getting really busy, man. We're we're probably covering an event almost every other weekend, if not every weekend. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty cool to be able to have a team that we have to be able to, to make those events, um, and cover those events. So it's, uh, it's some good times, man. Good times. We're still trying to get, uh, our guest on the line here. I don't know what's going on. Sorry about the delay, folks. Trying to getting we're having some technical difficulties right now. Hey, Rudy. Rudy.
Can you hear me, David? Yeah, I can hear. Oh, okay. Huh. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know if it's something that's that Alan's not getting from the phone calls on his phone. I did a test call with him earlier today and it worked. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Let's see here. What'd you say, David, if it's on an iPhone? Yeah, if it's on, well, if it's an iPhone, it's, as long as he has the app, but if he's logged in uh, to the Gmail or so, it should go through just to the phone number or the, or the email, try both. Or... Okay. Hey, Rudy. Let's see. I think this All right. With, happened with Chris before. Yeah, I know it happened with Chris. Um, okay, let's see here. Uh, let me see. Open. Well, there's another event that's happening this weekend too. Um, our friends out at Brave Combat Federation, uh, they're having an event also this weekend, or actually it's uh, tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow they're um, gonna be in Abu Dhabi. And uh, um, our friend, Carlos Kramer, who we had uh, last week, he got into a... Uh, um, to a, 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 a little brawl with a couple of the fighters on there during the weigh-ins. <laughs> That's right. I, know. I don't know if you, if you saw that. Yeah, I didn't want him to ruin that nice gold jacket that he had. That was flick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he came in, man, and he was like, oh, shit. He drops the mic and goes and he saves the president of Brave. And then uh, he goes in and just starts tackling these guys. And then here comes... Uh, Oh my God, what's his name? I forgot his name, but uh, he comes in too and starts saving the the day as well. But uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was awesome, man. It was it was cool to see uh, you know Carlos stepping in there, man. He still got his moves. He's still well, you know. He's not only there to announce the fights; he's there to take care of business and anything that's needed to uh, make sure that nothing crazy happens and these fighters kind of. You know what I mean? Get themselves in a little bit of trouble before the fight, but I think all the fights are on, and yeah, that's cool though. They're they're in Abu Dhabi because yeah, the UFC just kept, left from there and did their event. So brave. I mean, they always put on a great show, and and it's specifically that matchup where the skirmish happened at the weigh-ins. I mean, that's a that's a pretty heated battle there. So try to tune into that this weekend as well. Yeah, man, it's a, it's going to be a good fight. Um, you know the. 
Brave always puts on events, man. They always have the the awesome cards. Um, uh, you can actually watch the event on uh, Fightbook MMA. Um, you can see it under the uh, um, live sport on the Fight TV um, network. Uh, so that's going to be pretty cool that you'll be able to watch that event. Um, we also have Invicta FC 37 coming Hello. in. To, oh, snap. What's going on? How are y'all doing? Pretty good, brother. Thanks for uh, being able to join us today. Um, we have a special guest on the show. We have Alan Cruz. How's it going, brother? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Um, I'm here with uh, David. You know, he's the one that was able to set this up uh, to be able to have you on the show. Um, yeah. Uh, thanks again, man, for uh, coming on the show. Um, let's start off with uh, the basic question that, you know, I like to always ask everyone that comes on, especially the fighters. What got you into MMA, brother? Um, well, I started wrestling when I was like 15 or 16 in high school. And, you know, in between wrestling seasons, I would do I, I told my mom to put me in a martial arts gym because there was no wrestling club or nothing to do during the summer. We just, you know, had to wait till the next season started. So I started doing a joint MMA gym. It was a Tiger Shulman's and we did jujitsu and kickboxing there. And I loved it. I fell in love with it. And I kept doing it even when I went back to wrestling the next season. And I kept wrestling and doing uh mixed martial arts at the same time so i would wrestle at school right after school and then right after that i would go straight to the gym and go do kickboxing or grappling whatever's going on that night that's pretty cool man so you know you you grew up uh in the sport so you know how it is you know you know what the fighters go through um because you're you've been there done that um now I remember watching you fight in person when uh, you came down here to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, you fought on the Jackson uh, Wing Fight Night 3 against uh, a good friend of mine, Steve Garcia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that, that, you know, man, when I saw you fight, I was like, man, this guy, I'm impressed. This, this guy is going to go somewhere. Um, the UFC needs to call him. He's ready. Um, you know, with that performance that you did in the in in uh, beating Steve, the way you did, um, it, it was just uh, it was quick. It was in the first round. Um, you knocked him down. You 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 jumped on his back and you just you know you sunk in that rear naked choke. I mean, it was slick the way you did. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it was it, yeah, man. It was it was impressive. When I saw how you did it, I was like, man, that was badass. Um, <laughs> What? <laughs> so being that you're in uh, you're in Florida, right? Yes, sir. Tampa, Florida. So how how coming into Albuquerque, which the elevation is like, you know, night and day. Mm -hmm. um, did you stay out here at the, in Albuquerque for a while to get acclimated, or no. um, how did that? No. No, we flew out. Um, the fight was on Saturday. We got there mm -hmm. Thursday. Actually, yeah, we got there Thursday and then cut weight, oh, uh, made weight Friday and then fought Saturday. Yeah. So I kind of knew, you know, the elevation wow. was an issue. So 
because I've been to Denver before for a week and I definitely felt, you know, the altitude sickness while I was there and I felt the difference. But when I went out there, I, I was using the Boz Rutan O2 trainer, you know, that like, wow. like you breathe. Into oh, okay. It. And I use, I use okay. it every single day, two times a day to just, you know, kind of help, you know, with my, you know, my, my lungs being able to take in that oxygen and, you know, use it uh, efficiently. And I, I mean, I know it, it could have been just because I trained very hard, but I also attribute some of it to that too. Like I used it every single day, two times a day, like religiously because I was using it to help me prepare for high elevation, you know, but luckily the fight was only like a minute and a half or two minutes long too. So I wouldn't, I don't really know how it went. <laughs> if it was, you know? Yeah, man. You like surprised me when, I, when you came in and, and you were just throwing them bombs and Steve didn't know what the hell was going on. And I just, I, I always remember that fight, man. When your name comes up, I'm always like that. He fought against Steve and it was awesome, dude. It was pretty cool to see you, you in person. Um, and just, you know, seeing those skills, which only lasted for a minute and 47 seconds, mm -hmm. but you know, it, it was still, it was still fun, man. It was still fun to see you fight. And it's always fun to see, uh, you know, guys that come in that, and they're fighting these regional promotions and then they make it to the big time. You know, yeah. it, it to, you know, to me, that's just why I do this and why I cover events, especially the local events, you know, and, and I love interviewing the, the up and comers because um, it, it's just, it's always fun to see that progression. And then um, watching you on Contender Series with that beautiful knee. Yeah. I mean, everybody <laughs> and their grandma heard that knee, bro. Um, <laughs> Talk to us about that fight, man. Like, like, what were, what was your mindset coming in? I mean, what was your game plan? And when you landed that knee, like, what was your first thought? Um, man, so mindset coming into the fight, uh, it was a little different because you know I kind of knew it, it, it's not really even. I wouldn't even consider it really like a normal fight. It's more so a, it's a TV show, like the way it's produced, like you know the way they're telling you, like you're in the back room and. We're waiting and they're like, all right, you're gonna go in 30 seconds, and then you walk out <laughs> and they, they lead you to the spot. They're like, Okay, you're gonna wait here. And like, and when you know, when we call the countdown, you're gonna open the doors. So, like, while we're waiting, you know, outside the double doors, I'm looking at the video that they're showing of my preview. So I'm like listening to myself talk while I'm about to walk out. You know, you push the doors open and it's quiet, you know, it's super quiet. So I had prepared for that, but even when you're there. In my mind, I was thinking, man, it is really quiet in here. But uh, I just wanted to – I really wanted to go in there. And, like, I know Stephen Wynn is very forward. I mean, I've watched, you know, video of him. I've watched his fights. I know he has good cardio. And I, my my biggest – I don't really – I wouldn't really say I had a game plan. I don't – I really don't game plan for fights too much. I'll work on certain things, but I don't really have, like, you know, I'm going to go in there, take him down, and, you know, suffocate him or something like that. I, I just wanted to go in there and try and stop his forward pressure, you know, which obviously is very hard to do with someone mm -hmm. that's like, that is their game. That is what they do. And that's how they flourish. So, you know, that's why I use a lot of kicks. That's why I use so many kicks. I was trying to move side to side, you know, and then I would try to push forward when I could. And then, uh, man, when I hit the knee, I had hit it in the second round uh, previous to the, to the, fi the, to the finishing knee. And I remember hitting him with that first knee he just ate it. And I was like, I was like, what am I going to do? Just get away. Like he just ate my hardest shot, you know? <laughs> so in that third round, that last little sequence, 
you know, he started coming forward and I was like, all right, there's like 30 seconds left. I was like, I might as well throw, you know, something, I might as well throw his knee as hard as I can. And just, you know, if it lands, you know, great. And if he doesn't go out, then we'll keep fighting. But I knew Dana didn't want me to shoot, you know, in the last 30 seconds. So I didn't take a shot. And uh, so I threw the knee and then he fell. And then I just jumped. I remember like, it was kind of like slow motion. I hit the knee and I remember thinking, okay, maybe he's going to catch my leg like he did in the second round. But he didn't. He he kind of, like, stumbled back. And I was like, okay, he might be hurt a little bit. And then I saw him actually fall <laughs> back. And I was like, he might be out. But let me jump on top and hit him a couple times just to make sure he doesn't get up again. And then, uh, you know, that was it. And then turning around and doing the whole signature, you know, signing thing to Dana, oh. that wasn't even, like, a plan or anything. It just kind of it just kind of happened, to be honest. I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> You're like, damn it, Dana, you better sign me up, man. Did you see yeah. that knee I just did? Uh, Come on, it was man. It looks kind of mad, right? I was like, I was like, yo, you signed him? Like, what's going on? Yeah, that's a, that's very awesome, cool moment, man. though, there. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah no, so uh, when Cruz, you're – when, uh, go ahead, David. Go ahead. Oh, no, say, Cruz, uh, pleasure to have you on, man. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, made- yeah, I'm glad you made the time to join us. I know we wanted to have you on uh, last month, the middle of the month. So thanks for making the time. I um, want to ask you, man, what does it feel like, man? You're in the UFC. Uh, we, uh, we referenced the Steve Garcia fight. We've seen Steve go in there. He got yeah. the win. Um, I, I love what – Yeah, yeah. That's why I think back to the fight that you guys had uh, that night. You know, a friend of ours, Abe Cullum, was the main event. I clearly remember that card. So you were very impressive. Uh, it was just really cool to see both you guys uh, take that next step both earning wins and just the way you, you know, came in, like the way you're coming into the UFC, very few fighters have that. And your knee was like Robert said, was heard around the world, ESPN, number one play. I mean, that was fantastic to see. And I mean, mm-hmm. just, I mean, Dana, the signature, I mean, that's a moment. Yeah, that, that's a life. That's a moment you'll never forget. So, no, for sure. um, yeah. So that's why I thought, uh, thought it was cool that you and Steve both uh, got in there and just the statement you made, you went for the win, you went for the contract and you came home with both. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. So um, going back to the Contender Series, you know, yeah, it's it's a whole show, and, you know, they're, they're directing you guys on what to do. Like, how is that feeling when you're in there, like, with all these other fighters, you know, knowing that it's the show and it's getting either – uh, you know, getting showing live and, and getting produced or whatever um, – it's it's a total different breed, right? When you're in the locker mm-hmm. room, like at these other events, uh, you know, you're ready to, you know, you guys are warming up, you guys are, you know, listening to music or doing whatever it is that you guys do. I mean, like, what was your experience in there? Like, because not a lot of people know what happens in the background right. with these shows like Tough or, you know, Contender Series um, and these other shows that, uh, you know, that, that are aired. I mean, wh- what's that experience like? Yeah, so, you know, it's definitely different from any other show I've fought for or promotion. Um, so I guess really the whole, sh- I would say the whole show really begins when they take us from the hotel. So, you know, they told us to be in the lobby at, I think, 2 o'clock. So we had to be downstairs. They weighed us in, you know, the day of just to see, I guess, what we blew back up to. And then we all, you know, it's funny because we're all in this room uh, corralled up. So we had our to everybody that was gonna be on the bus and we're all wearing the same, you know, jumpsuits. So like we're walking through this back entrance from the Holiday Express to go to the bus to, to get transported. 
And I swear, I thought it, it seemed like we were prisoners. Like we were prisoners. I was just thinking that. <laughs> That's exactly what it felt like. They're so, like, uh, man, what's up with these prisoners at the hotel <laughs> jumping in that bus? <laughs> they took us out in the back and everything. We didn't even go through the front door. We oh, back shit. Inside, so, so we get back. So They're like, you see that door. dumpster? That door <laughs> yeah. behind the dumpster? That's where you're going to come out. <laughs> exactly. So we get to the venue. And they take us all, they lead us all. There's never a time that we're by ourselves. Like we're being led everywhere by somebody. So they lead us all to this room. So then we're in this room and we're sitting at these tables. So the blue corner's at one table and the red corner's at one table. So I can see Stephen Wynn sitting right in front of me because what they were doing is they were doing our uh, initial uh, P test. We had, a, we, had a, we had a test before we were going to fight. So mm. we're just waiting for our names to be called to go test. And then once you got your test done, then we went to our locker room. And everybody had different locker rooms. Well, there was there was two fighters per locker room. So I was with Maria Agapova. It was me and her in one locker room. And then everybody else was in their own locker room. So we had our music and everything that we normally do. Uh, it was pretty cool because, like, you know, they had, like, body armor uh, drinks everywhere. They had, you know, bananas and fruit, a fruit baggie they gave you with coconut water. We had a full, you know... Uh, bathroom with a sink and shower, all that stuff. So I mean, and it, it was the, the walls were padded, nice mats. I mean, they literally had everything. We had our own commission uh, guys sitting there to check off our wraps, and you know, it wasn't like you know most shows. You're like trying to search for the commission to like wash your hands. No, no. Yeah. And then and then we had a nice big TV in there so we could watch the other fights. I don't really pay attention to it too much because, you know, I'm just trying to focus on my fight. I'll watch the fights later, but you know, once you see like like I I think I watched his little uh his little thing come on, and I think I watched like part of mine, and then you know, like I said, we were getting ready to walk out, and then they, they like I said, they take us down the hallway, and we're behind the door, and then once you actually get in the or actually once we start stripping down and whatnot, and then the the ref checking for a mouthpiece, cup, all that stuff, then it was a fight. Then I got in the cage, and it was just business from then on. That's awesome, man. It, it's pretty cool because uh, you know I didn't know how it was. I mean, I've been in the in the in the behind the scenes on the on the local events, mm -hmm. um, and it's you know it's unorganized. Um, like you said, sometimes you can't even tell who's the commission, exactly. and uh, you know all these fighters are just like confused, like you know who's going to sign off on my raps, who's going to do this that. Um, you know, it's hard to even find a little thing of, uh, of water to, you know, keep hydrated. Yep, yep. <laughs> so that's pretty cool, man, that they actually, you know, took good care of you guys. Um, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty awesome. I'm, I'm sure it's, uh, it was an awesome experience to, to experience that um, oh, compared yeah. to, you know, you coming in with these uh, regional fights. Well, and I think too, that like, you know, anybody that's done either the ultimate fighter or the contender series, we kind of have this like, you know, experience that other UFC fighters don't have, right? They normally make their debut mm -hmm. in the UFC and they, they go through the normal promotion type stuff. Like you're in the back room, you know, you show up to the venue, you do all this stuff, but we got to go through this whole show process, which I like the contender series better because I don't think I would ever do the ultimate fighter. It just doesn't seem like a fun thing to do, you know, be stuck with a bunch of guys for three months, you know, <laughs> locked in this house with crazy people. So, that, you know, I got on the contender series and it was a fight, you know, it's one fight. I'm going to know whether I got into the UFC or if I didn't that night, you know, so you just put it all on the line 
and then you know hope that Dana's impressed with you know how you fought and you know luckily you know he enjoyed the way I fought and you know I got signed Yeah, what did he, uh, I was going to ask you, Alonda, uh, when you talked to Dana after everything unfolded, the knee, what was the first thing he told you and your coaching stuff? Man, he was like, uh, <laughs> can I, can you curse on here? Hell yeah, you can fucking curse. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was, like, he was like, man, he was like, like good fucking shit, man. He was like, he was like, he's like that. He's like, they're going to replay that on ESPN for the next two days. He's like, you know, what Oh, yeah. you fucking did in there. He's like, what most people don't understand. He's like, that's going to get you so much, so much more exposure than anything else you could have done. He's like, you know, that's what this show's all about. And then he was going in, you know, talking about, you know, why this show, you know, he brought up Sean O'Malley and Sadiq Youssef, like how many views they pulled in, you know, for their, you know, contender series fights. And, you know, he was just talking about like, he, he just, he was really hyping me up. And he's like, I can't wait to see, you know, see you fight again and make your debut. And I was just like, my mind was just blown. So I'm like, Dana White is like praising me for my fight right now. So, you know, and, and, and also the other thing about the contender series is like, you get to meet your boss, you know, before you even make your debut. Most UFC fighters, I heard uh, my boy Curtis uh, Blades, he was talking in an interview and he was saying the first time he met Dana White was after he beat Alistair Overeem. He had fought Jeez. a ton of times before that. Well, like just 50,000 like times before that fight. Right. So that's what I'm saying. We're, we're lucky. Like, we get to meet Dana that night. Like, he knows who we are. We've met him. And then we get to make our debut. And he probably has a little more invested in the Contender Series fighters because these are the guys that he's picking, Mm -hmm. you know, do well. So I think that's why it's a, it's a big thing for him to, you know, meet us and whatnot and then choose us handpick and then put us on a, you know, he, he likes a quick return. on the Container Series fighters as well. And also That's pretty with the, cool, man. The, when it became the number one uh, play on ESPN, where, where, where you at the hotel, were you eating a good, nice dinner? Uh, where did you get word of that being yes. you know, what it was? So, so uh, he had just ate breakfast at IHOP because that's my number one meal after fights. I always go to IHOP and get pancakes. So then yeah. we came All right. to the hotel room. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> we came out to the hotel room, and it's me, my wrestling coach, and my and my my head coach, and then my other cornerman. And my girlfriend had sent me a video message uh, through message or through uh, just text message, and but she didn't put any captions with it. She didn't say anything about it. Just a video. So I'm like, all right. So I open it, and so we're all watching on my phone. We're looking at it, and you know, it's the ESPN top ten plays, and we're like, oh man, we made the top ten plays. So we're watching it and it's like showing 10 and it's like a football game. It shows nine. We're like, man, that'd be cool if we hit like five or something. And then it gets to yeah. five and then it's like four. We're like, no way. <laughs> and it's like, we're like three. We're like, no, two, one. And then it's all one and we just lost it. Area was going crazy in the hotel room. Oh, we that's awesome. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I played baseball like growing up from like age six until until high school, until I started wrestling. That's why I started wrestling, because I didn't make the high school uh, baseball team. So, you know, playing baseball or sports growing up your whole life, you always watch SportsCenter 24-7. You, you watch the top 10 plays over and over again. You always want to be on the top 10 plays. So, you know, I was able to cross off, you know, two, two checks off my bucket list. You know, one, getting signed to the UFC, and two, being on SportsCenter top play and being number one. You know, that was just, that was huge. Well, that's, that's, huge, that's you know? three right there, brother. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I'm, uh, you know, I was, I, I can't, uh, 
you know, I definitely never forget that. Nope. That's awesome, yeah, that's, man. Yeah, that's a moment in sports where MMA fans are. I mean, I mean, you. What is it with guys down in Florida and in fights with knees? I mean, yours was finishing sequence of a fight of a, in the third round. We all know Jorge Masvidal. What happened with you him know? and Askren? I mean, it was ten <laughs> seconds or twelve seconds. Yours earning you that spot, earning you the contract in the UFC. Um, in my opinion, you know, it's 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 up there with the with the KO of the year. You know what I mean? Because yeah. The Florida guys are putting guys away with knees and in and, and style down there. So, but in your case, sports center top ten. Uh, I think Masvidal was like later, you know, down the road too. But hey, man, that was a fantastic win. Uh, not many guys will enter the UFC like that. Uh, period. I mean, from now until you know, contender yeah, it's, series. It's salt water. So, <laughs> yeah. So back on the contenders. So when you were in the in the back after the fight. And when Dana was reading, you know, who he was going to pick to get the contract, mm -hmm. like what was going through your mind, bro? Because I'm sure like if it was me, I'd be shitting in my pants and <laughs> being like, come on, man, fucking pick me. Like that, that knee should be nah. the one that says, pick me. Like what, what yeah, were that... you like? <laughs> Just talk to me about that, man. <laughs> yeah, no, to be honest. I wasn't worried at all because I kind of knew, like, you know, when I did the little signature thing and he was like, yeah, he was like, yeah, I was like, all right. I was like, man, like, I'm here to sign me, basically. So, you know, I know all the other fighters were still on pins and needles because they didn't really know whether they were going to get in or not. He still had to make the decision. But, like, to be honest, I was sitting back then. The reason I was smiling the whole time, I was so giddy because I knew in my, in my mind, I was like, there's no way he's not picking me. He already, he basically already signed my contract. So I was just having a laugh. I was, I was enjoying the moment probably more than anybody else that was sitting there. You know, if you notice, I was actually – I was the only blue corner back there. I had a brown yeah. corner. Everybody else had blue because they were all red corner. All red corner yep. was that night except for me. So I, I, I went and sat down in the chair, and I looked at all of them, and I was like, I was like I'm team brown shirt. I was like, I'm going to represent. <laughs> That's up. <laughs> You're like – yeah, that's awesome. You're probably sitting there like, yeah, I got nothing to worry. Y'all yeah. punk asses do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, I had nothing. I really didn't feel like I had anything to worry about. I was just ready to hear it, you know, from his mouth. And then, uh, you know, when he said it, you know, then that was it. You know, I was I was able to go do my interview with Laura Senko like I had envisioned a million times before the fight. I was like, I'm going to be doing an interview with Laura after the fight my interview with Laura after he announces that I'm in the UFC and it, it all came to fruition. So that's awesome, man. I, I love hearing stories like that, bro. Cause it's uh, it, it brings a smile to my face because I love seeing, you know, the, the fighters that I've been following since their, you know, days fighting in these regional sports, the regional fight uh, promotions, and then just getting that call from the UFC, um, and, and especially the way that you did, um, it's just always fun to watch, man. And, and uh, congratulations, bro. You know, you you uh, you really, really earned it. Um, and uh, it, it's just, uh, I can't wait to see you in the in the in the big cage, man. Um, any word on your next fight? Um, anything you want to? Any news you want to drop right now, or is it just something um, you can't say? Well, <laughs> well, no, I don't have anything coming up at the moment. I'm actually, I'm actually injured <laughs> from the fight. Mm. Uh, funny enough, yeah, I, I don't know when it happened, but I guess I partially tore one of my ligaments in my thumb, and I strained another ligament. So I've been going to ah. like physical therapy. Yeah, so like I have this little cast now, but before it was like a full hand cast. 
So my therapist tells me it's like another, it takes like 12 to 16 weeks for the thing, these things heal. So I probably have like another 12 weeks or so. I'm looking to fight, I, I would say January, maybe early February, like at the latest. I'd rather fight like early January if I can. But, you know, I'm trying to work around it. I'm trying to stay in shape and do what I can. It just, it sucks because, you know, I have been offered a couple of times already to, to make my debut, but I've had to tell my agent, like, you know, I'm still injured. I can't, you know, I can barely turn yeah. without pain, you know, so, ouch. you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Hey, injuries happen, man. And, you know, sometimes, you know, like I tell her, all these fighters, you know, sometimes just things happen for a reason. So yeah. is there anyone in particular that you want to fight um, to make your debut there in the cage in the UFC or not? Um, man, it's so hard. To t it's, hard it's hard to name anybody right now, only because if I name somebody now, they probably have already fought. And by the time I'm even good to go, because it's, you know, it's going to be such a long time, but yeah. Uh, I, I I really don't even know to be honest. I let my I let my agent do that because last time I wanted to have a name to call out when I you know was gonna beat Steven. I wanted to, you know because they I always that was always a big pet peeve of mine is when people you know they always ask them after the fight like who do you want to see next and they always say oh, I don't know I don't know and I'm like like the UFC wants you to say someone so that they can match you up so it's not disrespectful right. you just say I think so and so is a great fighter. I like to fight him because I think we match up well. So I, I kept asking my agent. I was like, hey, I had some names in mind. And I was like, you know, who, who do you think would be a good fight like to like call out after the fight? He was like, well, he was like, let's just get past this fight first. <laughs> He's like, let's not worry about <laughs> names for after. And I was like, all right. So then, you know, I kind of just threw that out the window. And obviously now I'm injured. Like, I don't really feel like I have the right to even call anybody out at the moment, but you know, yeah. making my debut. We'll see what happens. I never, you never know. Yeah. 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 You never know, man. You never know what the matchmakers are going to throw at you. And, uh, um, hopefully you heal up, uh, pretty quick, man. Cause, uh, I want to see you in there, man. I want to see you, uh, dropping them knees again. Well, yeah, speaking of the knees. So do you think, <laughs> so do you think because of that knee, uh, you know, it was trending at number one. Um, do you think that's something that a lot of these fighters when they do end up getting to fight you, they're going to expect that knee? Or are you going to want to hold off on it and mm. just surprise them with, like, um, a nice punch? Or Yeah, you know, I just I, – I'm, I'm going to fight like I normally do if I do see a fly – if I do see a knee. Because I do I do, a, I do actually do a lot of knee, like flying knees in okay. training. Like, I mean, it's part of, like, a burnout that I do. When at the end of practice, we, we drill it. I mean, it's not like, you know, I wasn't practicing this knee and just threw it out of nowhere. Like, I do do this all the time. So if I do see the opportunity to throw it in a fight, I'm going to throw it. I'm not going to not throw it because everybody, you know, assumes I'm going to do it. I'm just going to throw <laughs> it when I do see it. You know what I mean? So you got to be sneaky, man. You got to be sneaky with it. I mean, I only threw yeah. it on the fly knee a lot of times, but I only threw it twice, you know? And then and that second one is the one that, that hit it, so... You know, I think those are techniques that you really save because they're like they're, they're game enders. You have to save mm -hmm. like the perfect time and then you throw them, you know. So I'm not going to like spam flying knees. <laughs> yeah, you guys also <laughs> in the hotel, I've seen the video of you drilling that uh, that you posted on your, your Facebook yep. as well. So like you said, it's it's a constant thing that you're you're perfecting and you're 
very good at it, obviously, but I do like that that post came up because uh, they, they, you know, maybe uh, Steve's team or so or people that seen the fight may have said it's a lucky knee, but that video does show Mm-hmm. that Oh, yeah. you guys are definitely getting ready to, you know, to land that and, and it landed in impressive fashion. So credit to you on that, sir. Yeah, yeah, we did it. We did it in the hotel room, and then we also did it in the back room, uh, warming up just before coming out. Uh, I don't think we had any video of it. We were we my my coach did get video of me wrestling in the back room, but we were we were we were drilling the flying knee in the back room too. So, and it's like I said, it's not like you know. I'm expecting really to hit him with it too much, but we, we just, we just drill it. I mean, you know, why not? It's a, it's a versatile technique. I mean, if you hit it, you can hurt someone. If you don't hit it, it I don't think there's a lot of uh, downside to missing because I mean, Yeah. what happens? He grabs your leg and you defend a single or he backs away or it doesn't land and you hit his shoulder. You know, I don't see the downside to it too much. So. That's awesome, man. That's pretty cool. So outside of MMA, outside of, what do you do as far as like hobby wise, like uh, to entertain yourself, man? Um, man, well, I play video games. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say that. Uh, Hey, who I also doesn't? watch a lot of anime. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah, exactly. Uh, I like to watch a lot of anime because most people that follow me on Instagram, you know, they know that I, I post about anime all the time. So they always hit me up asking me, you know, what anime is that or what, what am I watching? And then we, we talk about it. And then, uh, I also walk, I walk a dog every day and that's part of my Instagram is every day is walking this dog. People love it for some reason. Uh, I like to work. On, I like to work on my car, um, or other people's cars. And you know, I just I like to watch movies. Like I'm not. I'm I'm kind of a homebody. I don't really like to be out too much. Uh, if you know, if I have a choice of whether you know going out to a bar or staying at some my friend's house or staying at my house and having people over, then I'd rather do that. But yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm just more of a homebody. I don't know. I don't like going out too much. Every now and then it's okay. You know, occasionally. Yeah. No, that's good, man. That's good. You you you, you gotta you gotta stay away from all that drama, because that's what gets Yeah. you in trouble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't you want know, trouble in we my life. see that a lot on fighters, man. That they 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 like to go out and party, <laughs> and not a good thing. yeah, no, I'm not about that. I, I hate <laughs> confrontation in general, so. and also, Alon, you're a you're a Buccaneers fan too, as well, right? Oh, yeah. Buccaneers, yeah. Tampa Bay. You got to support. That's And the right. Rays fan and the Tampa Bay Lightning Yep, fan. yep. <laughs> Love it, love it. I've been a Buccaneers fan since I've been uh, old enough to know what how football is and the rules of the of, of the NFL. So I definitely seen Nice. that. I was like, well, you're in the Tampa area, so I've been hardcore Tampa Bay since since I was a kid. So I love that. That's awesome, man. That's good to hear. Yep. It's glad to hear. <laughs> I'm not much of a football guy. I'm more of MMA and boxing, but uh, if I got to choose a team. I would say Dallas, just because that's all I knew growing Okay. up was the, the, the Cowboys. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're doing good or not, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> hey, as long as you support a team, I think you're good. Like, cause I'm not really too big into football or anything too crazy. I just, I like to support my city. And, you know, so Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the Bucks are playing. I support the Bucks, you know, and of course the Lightning and then, you know, the Rays, like those are my teams, you know, unless, unless, Right on. unless the Yankees are playing Tampa Bay, I'm a big Yankees fan. <laughs> Nice. that's the only thing I'll, I'll, I'll be a trader on.
traitor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. Do you got anything else uh, to say, uh, David? Uh, yeah, are you uh, watching the fights this weekend? Uh, any picks on the co-main or main or any fight that uh, you're looking closely at? Yeah, um, man, that, that Robert Whitaker. Everybody's been asking me about the Whitaker-Adesanya fight. I just I don't really know. I normally would have a would have a a pick, you know, to choose. Like even if I had to bet on it, that's a that's a tough fight to pick. I I would have to go like if I had to put money on it, like like if I really like was wait like gonna put all my money on it, I'd probably pick Whitaker only because yes. he's he's like real like he's he's all about the grind. He, he makes, you know, fights real dirty. I mean, he's beat Yoel twice, who nobody really beat mm-hmm. Yoel. Paul Acosta just beat him. Yoel, and I don't know if Yoel and it is real fight. I don't know if he beats uh, Yoel. Like, I think, you know, Yoel's a beast. Um, but it's not to say that Adesanya can catch him and knock him out with a, you know, slick uh, combo or, you know, strike that he throws. But if I had to really pick, I had to, like, really be forced to pick, it would be Whitaker. And then uh, the co-main, who's the co-main again? It's a uh, oh, it's I Quinta and Hooker yeah, it's a, it's a it's a Quinta and Dan Hooker. Yeah, I gotta go Rage now because I've trained with Rage yeah. now. I went up there for a week and trained with uh, him and my boy uh, Matt Favola, who fights next weekend this Saturday here in Tampa. And uh, so yeah, so I went up there and trained with them for a week. So I have to go with Ally Quinta on that fight. Right what on. about y'all? We all got. Well, I picked Robert. Um, I said yeah. that he was probably going to win by knockout um, in the early rounds of the fourth round. Okay. Um, just, just because, just because Robert, man, he's he's dangerous. You know, he's he's yeah. he's a grinder. He just likes to come forward, and he's not going to let Israel come in and try to do his fancy shit that he does. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm just I'm picking Robert, man. I'm picking Robert just like you, but I'm I'm I want to say a TKO or a KO in the fourth, early in the fourth round. Okay. Yeah, I had a I, li- I like Whitaker in this fight. Um, he's coming off a layoff. We all know that, but sometimes fighters come off a layoff and they're just they're they're ready to go. Um, we know Adesanya has been the more active fighter. Uh, he's been running through guys. He just went through a war with Gastelum. But I think Whitaker's style, just pushing the pace, uh, putting Adesanya, his movement is great. It's going to help him in this fight because if he's able to land the low kicks, uh, incorporate something slick, like a high kick, kind of like your style, uh, Mm -hmm. because it's it's something that where if Whitaker, I think he's been beat before like that, like even Stephen Wonderboy Thompson uh, KO'd him back in the day. That was plenty of years ago, but uh, at a different weight class. But um, Whitaker's undefeated at middleweight for a reason. Um, Adesanya's undefeated, period. Uh, but I think it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great show. They're gonna break some records. Um, it's a it's a proper match. I'm I'm happy that it's uh, taking place this weekend. I just see Robert uh, Bobby Knuckles retaining that title and <laughs> probably probably in a tough decision. But I would not be surprised if Adesanya caught him with something crazy. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. Be a good fight. I'm 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 so for it. Yeah. Hell yeah, man! I can't wait. I can't wait. It's gonna be a good one, man. Um, especially where it's taking place, you know, I mean, uh, Holly, she, uh, you know, made history there and we're probably going to see history again, make a, a history happen again this weekend. So 
going to be a good night, man. A lot of fights going on. I mean, we have Invicta, Bellator, we have Brave. Um, I mean, the list goes on and how many events uh, we're seeing now um, throughout the weekend. So, But I got to go with Robert, man. And I'm going to have to go with Al Quinta, too, for the win. Nice. But uh, right on, man. Alan, I want to say thank you so much, bro, for uh, coming on the show. Um, I know it's getting pretty late out there where you're at. Um, it's probably like uh, two o'clock in the morning right now. No, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I did, I did not bow. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> but uh, uh, we do appreciate it, man. And uh, it's an honor that I was. Uh, you know, I think David was there. Were you at his fight with uh, when he fought here at Jackson's, Steve? Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't too sure. I mean, it's been so long ago. But uh, like I said, man, it, it's an honor to that we were able to see you fight in person. Um, you made a huge impression with me. So um, since then, I just became a huge fan of yours. Um, and then, uh, you know, I'm glad that uh, soon we're going to be able to see you in the in the UFC, in the big stage, um, making your debut with them and the hopefully on a pay-per-view card. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that'd be pretty <laughs> badass to see in a pay-per-view card. But oh, yeah. Um, yeah, man, thanks again. Um Anyone you want to shout out, anybody you want to thank, uh, go ahead. The floor is yours, bro. Yeah. All right. Thank you. I actually have a list because normally I forget people, so I'm prepared. <laughs> Good. Uh, of course, I want to thank my mom, Rosalinda Cruz, because, you know, without her, none of this would be possible. So she's a big, you know, hero of mine. So my mom, uh, my girlfriend who, you know, she lives with me and she deals with, you know, my weight cut. Uh, and when I'm, you know, fussy and whatnot. And also she's taking a hit as well because we don't get to spend as much time together. So, you know, we're in this together. So we're a team. So my girlfriend's huge. Uh, Dana Rubenstein, uh, Ruby Sports and Entertainment. That's my uh, my agent. He's my agent. They're my representation. So he's actually the one who got my, my got me the Contender Series fight. So this, I wouldn't be here without him also because I wouldn't even have that fight. So he's huge. You know, he's great. Uh, Dana Hurtado, he's my my head coach at Def War MMA, um, head striking coach. You know, he's been there from day one. Mamu Goma uh, from MG Elite Wrestling, he is my wrestling coach. He was on the Greco national team, uh, so he's amazing. He throws me around like a rag doll. Uh, Joey Best from Ibor State Jiu-Jitsu Club, he's my jiu-jitsu coach. Uh, the Athletic Studio, Matt Zelansky, and everybody there because they all, whenever I have fights coming up, they, they all Venmo and cash at me money to help me to get ready for fights and whatnot. So that whole Taz Familia, like, they're all, you know, really big, like, help to me. Uh, Adam Cantor Wrestling, uh, I go there wrestle on Saturdays with him. Frederick Sadler from Black Lion Athletics, he's working my, he's my strength coach. So we're helping me get, you know, stronger and more uh, balanced and based out. So for my next fight, you guys might see a little more power. And hopefully a little more output. I might be a little more in, in better condition. So, you know, be excited for that. Uh, Beth and Jean Farmer from Angry Elephant Tattoos. They, they're they a huge uh, sponsor for me. And they're both great people. And they just want to see me flourish and, and do well. And any other fighters in the area, too. They're big sponsors in Tampa. So, you know, shout out to them. Cloudco Farm CBD. They're my CBD sponsor. I just got them after the fight. Uh, they're great. They send me CBD whenever I need it. I have a hemp lotion as well. Uh, if you go online, you order something, use my cruise 20 at checkout and you get 20% off. Uh, Dr. Doug Argonitis at Pro Health. He's my chiropractor. I go there almost every single day and do physical therapy with, with his massage therapist. I get an adjustment from him. 
And he's the reason I'm able to get in the cage at pretty much 100%, you know, health health wise. Uh, I have a junior fan club. Uh, these are these are children. This is uh, for Sean, uh, Finn, and Elliot. They're 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 little kids that my girlfriend babysits, and so they're big fans of mine. So you know, I see them. Uh, nice. So I want to give I want to give them a little shout out because hopefully they'll watch at least this part. Maybe skip all the cursing and whatnot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're in here. Um, Jenny King. She's been doing my Tampa General outpatient rehab. She's been helping me with my thumb and come back faster. So she's amazing. Uh, you know, hopefully I'll be back in January and you can thank Jenny for that. Uh, the Ogrefitz family, they're my family, family friends forever. They always support me and they help me in big ways. The Hirsch family also, they support me in a big way. They always sponsor me for every single fight. And all my friends and family who have supported me through the years and that have got me to this point. You know, there's so many, obviously, there's so many other people to thank, but, you know, that's just a small number that I can, you know, I've, I've written down so far. So, yeah, I'm sure there'll be many more in the future. Right on, man. Well, it's and been a guys, pleasure, bro. Thanks for having oh. me on, man. I appreciate it. Yes. Thank you, man. It, 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 like I said, man, it's an honor to have you on the show, bro, because, you know, watching you fight in person and then the way you Anytime. won, you know, I, I just I became I became a huge fan of yours. So um, having you on is a true honor. Um, hopefully we can have you back on, you know, down the line. Uh, after you've had like course, 10, 10, 10 straight wins and then you become the champ, yeah, get you on the show. Yes. <laughs> that yeah. would be awesome, bro. Do it. Yeah, thank you, you gotta, thank you. You got to put it out there first. You got to put it out into the universe, make it true. Yes, sir. That's a, I, a, I believe in law of attraction. So um, that that's how that's how it's got to be. You know what I mean? But uh, yes, thanks again, bro. I appreciate it and. Uh, we will uh, talk to you soon, and uh, hopefully you have a good night, man. All right. You as well. You guys take care. Yes, sir. Thanks a lot. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Thank you. That was fun, bro. Mr. Cruz, well on his way to big things in the UFC, I believe, and a great addition to the featherweight division. So hopefully he heals up good. Uh, gets ready to go 2020 uh, 2019 the year of the flying knee comes to a close hell yeah so maybe they'll actually give him uh, some hardware for like a KO of the year uh, you know what I mean taking care of him there Masvidal's knee was nice but I mean Alon Cruz who else is gonna yeah Alon Cruz man I mean come like on that? <laughs> yeah that yeah. that right there dude is just it was awesome man Amazing story. It was awesome yeah. to see. Hell yeah, man. And um, he was so awesome to talk to. It was, it was pretty cool to finally be able to talk to him. Because um, like I said, man, I've been, I, I became a huge fan of his when, he, uh, when I saw him fought in person and the way he won. I was just like impressed. So I just became a good, good, uh, good fan of his. Um, and then when you mentioned that uh, he wanted to be on, I was like, hell yeah. You know? Yeah. So... Uh, but uh, all right, brother, I guess uh, we can wrap this show. Um, next week, we have another uh, friend of Fightbook MMA, a, a good friend of yours, uh, Spence, right? Eugene S. Robinson will be joining us next Thursday. Uh, yeah. Internationally known, Eugene will be here live. <laughs> be Eugene is going to be a very interesting conversation to, to have, man, because I've been listening to some of his podcasts 
Yeah. Bro, it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. <laughs> and, and what's going to be cool is that we have Arlo going to be joining us. So, you know, Arlo's going to be uh, asking him all kinds of questions. So, um, but yeah, I just want to thank everybody that uh, tuned in, um, everybody that's listening, um, you know, once I upload this on our other platforms, uh, huge shout out to all our supporters. Um, shout out to the Fight Book MMA team. Shout out to Rudy uh, for making this happen. Thank you so much, brother. Um, and I want to thank uh, Rio Grande Hemp for uh, sponsoring the show as well. You can find them on our partners page on the fightbookmma.com. And uh, yeah, so we're going to end the show right now. Um, thanks again for everybody that's tuning in. And we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.